Thanks for listening to the Granary Church Podcast. For more information, head to granary.org.au or follow us on social media at The Granary Church. So beautiful. Thank you. Well, it's uh, my privilege today to introduce Rick Prosser, who's come to share today. And uh, Rick is an amazing man. I've actually known him for a long time because Rick used to be youth pastor at Victory when I was youth pastor here. Although I think I heard of him before that because his mum, who was a friend of my mum's, was a, and his mum is a spiritual warrior in warrior, not warrior, warrior in um, in this region. She's an amazing woman, and she's. Um, raised this amazing man who um, is a leader in our whole region. So Rick is uh, the one who's who organised um, prayer breakfast for pastors, who's pulled the pastors of the city together so that we've become friends and we see ourselves as the church of the city. He's the one who's organised us to connect with the Lord Mayor and um, organises the Lord Mayor's prayer breakfast and city serve and all the things that happen around the city. He's head of Kingdom Works, which has a heart for the region. And because I believe because of Rick's ministry, um, Newcastle is pretty unique. Newcastle and the Hunter region is pretty unique around the around the nation because of the unity that we have and the vision that we have for our region, which goes beyond individual churches, but looks for this whole region as to what God can do. And um, so I'm really blessed to know Rick, and you're blessed to have him here today. Here he is. Thank you, Pastor Sue Irwin. It's great to uh, be with you all at the Granary Church, and uh, it's a great church. It's a great church. It's a good church. Uh, I love it. It's kingdom orientated. It's very generous, big-hearted, and big-spirited, and um, it's it kind of reflects a little bit of the kingdom, which is a good thing. And um, I mean, just out of that relationship that we've had, I mean, one of uh, the people here in your church, uh, Chris Bathgate, has been over at our church serving and uh, the worship and ministry team in our church and uh, for a period of time and just tremendous that, that, you know, when we talked, had a conversation, oh, look, we've got a bit of a challenge here. Oh, well, we can help. We can help. Oh, I love that. We should be helping one another, shouldn't we? You've got a great pastor here. Well, let me, let me just say that again. Well, I, don't know, I don't think I need to convince many of you. You've got a great pastor here. And of course, who can, can't uh, talk about Sue without Graham A.M. Uh, we're just uh, blessed, uh, our family, to, to know this couple and journey with them as um, friends. And uh, these two are great pioneers in the city and uh, we're always encouraged and inspired uh, by their lives. I remember at a, at a conference we did with youth 100 years ago when Graham was speaking, the leadership part of it, and I said, Graham, when, when, when's it time to finish up and move on? He says, well, if you've got passion for it and vision for it, just keep going. <laughs> and that was 20 years ago, probably you said that. And, and uh, I, I've never forgotten that, actually. If you've got passion for it and vision for it, you've got to keep going. <laughs> you might get discouraged, but if there's passion and vision for it, you've just got to keep going. And um, it was great to join uh, many of the young adults last night at, uh, live at the cathedral 
and uh, hundreds of young adults gathering and worshipping. Uh, it was just tremendous uh, last night. Were anyone here there last night? It was about three. They were a bit tired from last night. Is that right? Or? It was a good night, wasn't it? It was very powerful, actually, and thankful that this church is a significant part of leading the way in that. And uh, to all the mums, happy Mother's Day to each and every one of you. And uh, it's a special day, but kind of mindful, actually, that it's painful as well and a reminder perhaps of loss and grief and uh, all sorts of different things and those of you may have lost a mother or a child or you know those sort of things so it can surface uh, those sort of uh, feelings and emotions as well and uh, but also thankful for uh, those of you who have chosen to adopt and foster children into their home I mean that is a reflection of the father's heart and uh, it's just a beautiful expression and to the new mums, uh, last service there was a, a, a mum just over here and she was about to bust out in two weeks, I think, due. And um, I just so over here, I, I met a young uh, fella over here and um, uh, with his new baby and um, he looked all at peace. So I, I was shocked. I was a mess. <laughs> I was a mess. I mean, you can train for some things but not parenthood. And, uh, but to the new mums, you're not going to mess it up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, this is not a disruption. Actually, it's part of the beautiful, cohesive plan of the Lord in and for your life. And don't let the enemy rob you of the joy of this stage of your life. Absolutely. It's motherhood significant. And uh, to the spiritual mums, who will bless you. Uh, those of you who adopt uh, others in prayer and petition, intercession, uh, it's very significant and God bless each and every one of you. And Pastor Sue is not just your pastor but a mum. And uh, I think sometimes we can forget actually because we look at some people and relate to them in their role or their function, uh, but, not, but sometimes we can overlook, oh, actually, they're just a son and daughter of the Lord. <laughs> actually, they go through pain and, and, and turmoil as well. And, uh, and as you know, um, you know, Sue is, and Graham have journeyed through some great challenges uh, over many years, and uh, I just want to commend you as a church for demonstrating a great level of love and commitment and kindness uh, to your pastor in those times. And we've had conversations, and she's always been encouraged by those of you who send text messages of encouragement. We're praying for you, and uh, you know, or, or whatever it is, but there's been words of encouragement to your pastor. We all need encouragement, don't we? And I tell you, you can't encourage your pastor enough, <laughs> not at all. And, um, and not just a wife and a mother, but also your pastor, but more significantly, a daughter of the Lord. And uh, let's do all we can to encourage uh, one another and particularly um, your pastor uh, in that. Absolutely. I remember a conversation I had with, uh, it was actually the mayor in uh, Lake Macquarie, Kay Fraser, and, and after it I was reflecting with a couple of people, I said, oh, because all she was doing was raving about this, the community and family. And uh, I, said to the, I said to a couple of colleagues after, I said, oh, she's, she's just a mother to the city in Lake Macquarie. And I just, uh, you know, that's what your pastor is. The, 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 the fierceness of the mother should not be underestimated. I mean, you, you, you put something between a mother and their child, and I'll tell you what, all hell's going to break loose. 
And you should not underestimate the battles that your pastor has battled for you. Not for the church, <laughs> for you. Because of the Lord's calling. And, and, and he's concerned for you. And so I, I just want to encourage us as a church, uh, just keep praying for your pastor. Keep being a blessing. Uh, COVID has caused a huge amount of disruption. And right around the world, we're, we're seeing a mass exodus of uh, Christian leaders out of ministry. And the enemy would, would, would delight in the suppression and discouragement of those leading things for the Lord. Um, so it's up to us, men and women of faith, to encourage those that are there. Um, that, that, that we continue on. Amen? Mother Teresa said this, the child is the beauty of God present in the world, the greatest gift to a family. And uh, to see kids everywhere here, and um, it's just a beautiful thing. And uh, they're a gift from the Lord. I'm thankful for my mum, uh, who uh, has been um, just an outstanding mum, probably somebody, a mother not of many words, but always in ever-present, encouraging and prayerful uh, in, in every season. And I'm very thankful for that. Genesis says that uh, we were created in the image and likeness of God, male and female. And um, today we celebrate the strength of women um, as a reflection, a portion of together, male and female, we represent the father. <laughs> and male brings some things, but I'll tell you what, the, what the, the, the woman brings is a significant um, contributing factor to the expression of heaven here on earth. And uh, the role of women throughout the Bible, there's some just some tremendous stories of women and mothers uh, right throughout the Bible and, and not just people that just sat on the back blocks just uh, considering and letting the males do it. No, there were some fierce competitors, actually. <laughs> Women who really fought for and took ground and challenged the status quo and the justice of uh, nations. And, um, and we see this in the life of Jesus with Mary, and she was ever-present uh, throughout the life of Jesus. And, um, you know, praying for, willing, believing for, laughing, celebrating. Imagine the first miracle and, you know, I mean, it was the mother that coerced him into it actually at the wedding. Come on, mate. <laughs> they ran out of wine. Come on. <laughs> has, any, has any kids here been stirred by their mother? Come on. <laughs> and, uh, but also weeping and crying and praying for as, um, you know, as he went through great trials and tribulations and, but ever present. And Mary was there present when he was falsely accused, present uh, when he was being berated and beaten, uh, present when he was carrying the cross up to Golgotha. John says this, um, near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. Uh, just amazing to even consider the thought. <laughs> the, fellas had, the fellas had gone. Sorry, fellas. They, they weren't present. But the mother stood to the very end at the cross. It was the women, it was the mothers that went to, that went to the tomb to discover it was empty. It was the mother. <laughs> it was the women that carried the good news. He's, got, he's not there. He's not present. He's, he's risen. <laughs> very, very significant. And uh, never underestimate the power of um, 
a praying mother uh, when I was about 15. I can't fully remember exactly what age I was, but 14 or 15, mum started going to church and I I hadn't, um, I mean, I I didn't, we weren't raised in in the church and and my perception of church was um, old people, hard seats and boring. Uh, That was just my perception. I mean, it's everything but here, isn't it? I mean, beautiful, soft, cushy seats and (laughs) far from boring music and and, uh, certainly not all old people. And, um, and then Dad started going to church a couple of years later. And I thought, oh, hello, what's going on here? I just thought that's what you did when you got old. I thought maybe that's just what happens. But then my older brother started going to church. I thought, cuckoo, cuckoo. I what's going on? Anyway, then it was one moment and uh, I distinctly remember um, I was in the lounge room and I was in a bit of strife actually and my father was giving me the chat, um, probably on the heels of my mum saying, John, get in there and talk to him. And, uh, and then started sharing about Jesus. And I thought, oh, hello. I mean, I'd done some dumb things, but I wasn't totally stupid. I thought if I go along with him, I'll be right. Anyway, then he starts talking about the Lord and he says, well, do you want to invite Jesus to come into your, into your life? I went, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, it saved me a trip to the police station. I was very thankful. <laughs> and... Uh, and, uh, but little did I know, you know, that was to trigger something else. And mum um, and dad were part of a cell group that Sue, my wife's mum and dad were part of. And, and obviously we were introduced. I'm not sure if that was a setup or if it was a prayer point. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure. But what I do know is that mum prayed her family into the kingdom. That's what I do know. Absolutely. The power of a praying mum, never, never underestimate the power of the praying mum. And uh, I remember uh, mum telling uh, me and my brother, and um, I'm the youngest of three, I know, <laughs> you feel for me, anyone youngest of three here? It, it was hard, wasn't it? It was difficult. And um, I lost my, um, my eldest brother at about, I think I was about 20 or so, and so mum's been through that and uh, quite, quite, um, quite bad actually. And, and I remember um, uh, mum saying to me and my, my brother Graham, um, I'm going to, the Lord's going to give me eight grandchildren. I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe if Steve was around, that could have been possible, mum, but I'll tell you what. And I, we'd had a couple uh, children at that time, and I just remember looking at my other brother, Graham. I said, well, it's up to you, mate. <laughs> it's like eight great kids, you know. Anyway, sure enough, mum's got eight grandkids. Four each. I mean, evenly distributed. I mean, I mean it's. it's but uh, this photo up here um, uh, on the screen here is um, from it's my, the women in my world, my mother over here uh, in the blue on this side, my wife who's down here, um, present here at the moment, and then my daughter, and we've got, um, yeah, you can give, put your hands together. My wife as a, as a, as a um, mother hasn't had to just raise four kids but had to deal with me. And, uh, and my daughter, um, we've got four children and um, three boys and one girl. And this is our little granddaughter. And, um, you know, when I remember actually when Vanessa was going through a little bit of, a, you know, I, I don't think it's a gender thing, but she was being a bit difficult and, uh, with us. And I said, something's wrong with Vanessa. What's going on? Oh, I don't know. I said, well, go and talk to her. <laughs> Anyway, but I was just since I said to Sue, I said, "Oh, look, she's pregnant. That's what the pro- that's what it is. She's just a bit awkward and pregnant." Anyway, they had uh, obviously uh, 
our first grandchild. I said to Vanessa, I was way too young to be a grandfather. Anyway, the name reveal. I mean, I know people are doing gender reveals and all this sort of stuff now. Well, back in the old days, you know, we didn't do that sort of thing. And, and uh, it took two, three days for him to reveal the name. And, and here it comes, Bambi. I didn't know how to respond myself. I mean, I know it was hard for you. You know, a couple of years later, I had a little boy. You'd never guess what they named him. No, it wasn't that. But, um, you know, the power and the influence of, um, of the mother. My, my mum used to, um, you know, she used to be able to say a lot of things with very few words, you know, and usually it was the tone. A voice, you know, and um, I mean, I get called Rick now, but my birth name is Richard, and and so Richard, you know, and whenever whenever I hear that, I feel like I'm in trouble now. It's like Richard, you know, and Sue's inherited this. I mean, it's just a gift. <laughs> it's a gift, I tell you, and um, I mean, I, I, the testimony, the youngest boy's here, and he'll testify to this, you know. It sometimes it's not the amount of words, actually, it's just the look, but. You know, Sue just, you know, kids are playing up. Stop it. You know, she gets to say things without her lips moving. But, you know, I mean, I think there probably could be, um, I, I don't know who, if anyone's authored the book, how to, uh, how, how to Assert Influence in the Home for Mothers. And I'm sure there'd be a chapter of loving and praying for and caring for your children, but then there might be short statements that create, create, carry great power. Stop it. But then there would have to be a chapter just of emojis, I reckon. That there's no, no, no words needed. And, you know, the smile, you know, it's just the smile of affirmation and pleasure over your children. Then there'd be the, the puzzled look, which causes you to ask that question and, and examine yourself. Well, yeah, did I do the wrong thing? <laughs> but then there's a, the squint. The <laughs> Sue said, go easy on me today. <laughs> but Vanessa, Vanessa, I mean, you've got to understand when we were leading youth and stuff like that, I mean, you're just running crazy. And, and look, our first two kids were raised on McDonald's. Oh, I know, it's probably wrong, but they were raised on McDonald's. My, I remember Vanessa saying, Dad, if you want to get us off of McDonald's, just take us there every day for two weeks and we'll be sick of that. Well, here, Granddaddy wants to take grandkids to McDonald's. Dad, you're not doing that. Don't put that stuff in my, in my daughter's mouth. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. Unbelievable, really. But many here would know of uh, and have heard of the beautiful relationships that are happening through um, the church here in this city, in this region. And, um, you know, historically it was the prayer movement that ushered in, the unity movement, and now we're on a new journey. We're learning cities and towns around the world of what it looks like to do strategic collaborative mission together and function as one. And, um, and I'm just really um, stoked that my mum's been a part of that and at the forefront of praying things into existence. And I remember her once saying, you know, she got a thing with lighthouses. And uh, she said, that lighthouse up there at Nobbies, we're going we're gonna to take that place and we're going to lead prayer from that. And sure enough, lead prayer from the lighthouse and to clear things over. I mean, you, you need to know that, that um, there's people that haven't been just praying for this city and this region for decades, but they've been praying and petitioning the Lord for you, for this place here, for this church, 
that it would uh, flourish and become all that the Lord's purpose to be. I get emails from Mum, Hunter Prayer Connection, and it says this, uh, Welcome to Citywide Prepa- uh, Prayer. Prepare the way of the Lord. <laughs> we want to welcome you to join us. Bring your friends and your prayer partners. Come with great expectation to meet with the Lord in the spirit of unity. And then Psalm 133, how good and pleasant it is when brothers live to- together in unity. And then under it's the prayer tower. We're going to pray for revival and transformation of our region and beyond. And uh, I'm just really thankful. I've got no doubt what's surfacing today was conceived and birthed in prayer. <laughs> and uh, I'm a product of mum's prayers. Actually, I didn't choose what I'm doing right now. I feel like I'm just putting legs on her prayers at times unwillingly. Some, some, some of us go to worry. Some of us go to concern. Some of us just go to conversation talking about our challenges and problems. But some, the, the godly go to prayer. <laughs> And I'm just very thankful that in our heritage and Sue's mum as well, Grace is um, a significant prayer warrior. Uh, but those that go to prayer, the Lord's into answering prayers. Uh, the Bible says the prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective, null avail much. And so never underestimate the power of your prayer. Never underestimate the power of a praying mother, that's for sure. <laughs> um, and, and a word to mums and dads. If your children have gone astray, they're away from the Lord, perhaps they might be caught up in some level of addiction. Just remember that addiction just causes people to become someone they're not. Never judge somebody in the state of the life they're in. We, we don't know. We, don't, we, can, we read people's lives by the chapter that we're reading right now, but we don't know the chapters that have created that chapter. But I, I want to tell you, our prayers can rewrite the next chapter. And not just our prayers, but our actions as well. And I just want, to, just want to speak over mums that might be concerned for their children here today. It's a good day to start praying again. It's a very good day to start praying again for your children. I remember uh, when we were, um, well, it was on the birth of our third child. Uh, that, that's, that's my mum's child because we didn't plan that one. In fact, we didn't plan the first two either. I know you young people are planning your futures and all that sort of stuff. Back, we didn't plan nothing. And, um, and our third child, Luke, um, who is in Canberra at the moment and some Australian tryouts for ultimate Frisbee, but at 13 months was diagnosed with a cancerous tumour, filled his chest cavity, half his chest cavity, and we discovered that. And um, Jack was about to be born, and, and so Luke's going through chemotherapy and all those sorts of things. Distinctly remember us driving home from hospital one evening and... Um, our young uh, children, Josh and Vanessa, are in the back seat, and one of them says, Mum, Dad, is Luke going to die? <laughs> I mean, kids just ask it out there, don't they? <laughs> I said, well, we don't know. We're just going to trust the Lord. God's able to do things. But you know what? Whatever happens, we know the Lord's in things and on things. And Sue was just magnificent, nursing Jack as well at the same time in hospital for nights on end and up all night, you know, with chemo, you know, all those sorts of things. And then a young baby, and Jack was just like a little angel that flooded in from heaven. It's just magnificent. His wings have been clipped a fraction at the moment. It was a great delight. Uh, I said, we started building a dog kennel the other week. I said to him, started this week. I said, mate, we're going to finish that dog kennel this week, this Saturday. He says, yep, Dad, I'll be out in the back deck sitting down watching you. But I remember uh, at that moment when Luke's in getting chemo and all those sorts of things and we didn't really know what was going to happen and stuff like that and 
Uh, but I distinctly remembering mum mobilising people in prayer. And every now and again she'd come up, she'd go, I've got people praying for this child all around this city. Some of you probably were. I've got people praying for this child around the nation. <laughs> and then she'd come another time, there's people overseas praying in America and over here. And uh, I, I never forget that, ever. Now's a good time to mobilise people in prayer around your family. <laughs> build a hedge, build a wall around your family of prayer and prayers. Uh, you, know, you can trust somebody who's praying for you. It's never too late to start praying. If you've given up, it's time to take it back up. Hebrews 11, and you know the chapter of Hebrews, uh, heroes of the faith, and then it goes into chapter 12, and it says this, uh, verses 1 through to 3, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, but another translation, the Passion Translation, uh, says it this way, Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed away... <laughs> And all these veterans cheering us on. I just love that. You know, your pastor's a pioneer. And to all the pioneers here, there's many pioneers here. I know at times you can get discouraged and you can get a bit tired. It's hard work sometimes out the front. But know this, that you're paving a way for others to walk on and walk through. <laughs> so keep going. <laughs> but then it says here, it's beautiful, the veterans. All these veterans cheering us on. You can just imagine that, can't you? You know, sometimes in challenging times and circumstances, we don't say a thing. Isn't that amazing? And it's probably at those times we need to say something. <laughs> like I'm with you. I'm praying for you. You might not have everything to say. You don't need to say the right things, but you know what? Sometimes we've got to say something. So you know what? I'm going to pray for you. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting the Lord's with you in this. I'm cheering you on. You can do it. You're going to make it through this. God's with you. The Bible says he's not going to leave you. He's not going to give up on you. He's with you. goes on to say this. Uh, it means we'd better get on with it. Strip down, start rowing, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat. That's <laughs> not that funny. I mean, COVID's added a little bit, but don't worry about that. No parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it because he never lost sight of where he was headed, that exhilarating finish in and with God. Isn't that awesome? He could, he, he could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever, and now he's there in the place of honour alongside God. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over the story again, item by item, that long litany of, Hostility, he ploughed through. That'll shoot adrenaline through your souls. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I don't know where you're at in faith today, but I know if we fix our eyes on Jesus, then you can continue to plough through. Keep your eyes on Jesus. You, you know what godly people do and our mums and prayers, they don't just give us wisdom, they give us godly wisdom. And they don't just give us, you'll be right. They include Jesus. And they push us to lift our eyes up off the circumstance. Our circumstances and situations will cause us to gravitate around them. But here the Bible's talking about lift your eyes up and focus on Jesus. <laughs> include him in your conversation. Include Jesus in the scenario. Ask the question, where is Jesus? Because he's somewhere in the midst. Ensure that 
He's invited in that he'd guide you and lead you. Mother Teresa said this, the problem with our world is that we draw the circle of family too small. Well, what does it look like for us to widen our arms and embrace more around us? What does heaven on earth look like? Well, of course it looks like community and people flourishing, but perhaps it looks closer like family functioning. I don't know, maybe. And uh, I'm going to need a, 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 a volunteer to help me in this. Um, Theo, Theo's, uh, he's got some coordination, has he? Come up here, champion. Come up here, mate. And, um, and you know, there's those illustrations of, of the baton change, but I wonder what the scriptures are talking about is maybe it's not so much a baton change but a journey with, yeah? Come over here, mate. I'm going to strap you to me. You hold that and up here. I'm speaking, yeah. Come around there. Now that here. Yeah. Uh, you've done this before, haven't you? Don't move around. What are you doing? I love his corduroy jacket. Isn't that cool? Hit this. Follow my mouth. Yeah, that's it. All right. All right. Good, good. Now, where my head goes, you follow it. Okay. Not so close. I mean... <laughs> Stop feel moving. I like feel like my personal space is being a little bit invaded by that thing. <laughs> You know, you've seen the three-legged race? Yeah? Some of you. I mean, I could do the egg and spoon. And uh, the Bible talks about a cord of three strands is not quickly broken, doesn't it? Well, well, in relationship, I'm glad he was drifting away a bit, wasn't he? (laughs) It's not just relationship, but it's inclusion of God in the relationship, the third strand. And, and perhaps, even though it might be a little bit awkward, oh. <laughs> don't be so soft. Don't be so soft. To the new people, this doesn't happen. He's a guest. <laughs> so, so, you know what prayer does? It, 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 it tethers... It tethers the desires of heaven to earth. And perhaps I would encourage each and every one of us to tether our lives to somebody who's prayerful. Um, it's, it's not too awkward. I mean, if it was loosely tied, it would become awkward, you know. And oh, I should have had Caleb up here. I, <laughs> I should, I, and, um, but it, it, can, it, can, it can feel a little bit awkward to start out with, but then you end up in getting a bit of a rhythm. I mean, what, what's with a head like this? Well, it's, I'm trying to look confident. I'm not feeling it yet, but anyway. I, but but, but if, you, if, you, if you keep journeying with somebody of faith, then confidence can come because you're always going to experience uncertain territory. And I know it looks a little bit awkward, but I know that when I'm tethered to somebody in prayer, they're supporting me. I know that they're cheering me on. I know they're going to be like those, those veterans that Hebrews is talking about cheering me on. <laughs> and I know. I, where, where, who, was, who helped me in the first service? I mean, where did he go? <laughs> See, at times you want to go your own way. <laughs> But I want to tell you, when you're praying for somebody, it's going to cause them to stay in faith. 
<laughs> and then you can begin to pick up a little bit of momentum. And then you might want to go through, oh, there's always going to be new parts of the journey that you're uncertain about. But you know what? When you tether yourself to somebody no. who's committed to you in faith, who's believing with you and praying for you, you get to leverage from their life experience. <laughs> and so you can, I know, I know, mate, I know you're, <laughs> I know you're uncertain about the future, but you can do it because God's on your side. So just take one step down and then another one, and then another one. Come on, you're in new territory now. You can just keep going when you tether to people of faith, people that are praying for you. I thought you were going to kiss me then. <laughs> now, I know it's not practical to have somebody tethered to you all the time, but what I do know, if you have somebody praying for you, if you have somebody believing with you, you should know that there is a... a, a uh, there's a transaction between heaven and earth that's for you. You can trust somebody who's praying for you because they're hearing and they're lifting up things of God. They're lifting you up to the heavenly Father. They're calling heaven to earth for you. And so I want to stir us today, young people and older people here. Come on, begin to surface a level of prayer that's going to cause us to echo what it was in Hebrews, those pioneers forging away and those veterans cheering one another on. We need people that look like Jesus here today, people in the flesh that we can journey with. And today we celebrate mums of every kind and women, absolutely. And I'd say to mums here today, spiritual mums, you are, you are extremely significant. You, you, you're not just, you are needed. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Young people, you know, and that qualifies anyone under my age. Tether yourself to somebody of prayer. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And men here today. I wonder what it would look like for us to echo here in the now what Hebrews talks about is those veterans cheering those men and women of faith on. I wonder what that would look like here today. Well, I think it looks like something. I think it looks like perhaps us standing on our feet now, and there's your invitation. Thank you, men, please. In just a moment, I just want to ask the ladies just to, just to close your eyes just for a moment and I don't know what your situation and circumstance is and has been and what today brings for you. Um, but in some way here today, I just want us men to echo and emulate what the ancients were commended for cheering you on in your faith and in your journey and in your life. And for us fellas now, I, I want us to begin in just a moment and not just too quick. I want us to make a sound of what that looks like and sounds like. And I've been to plenty of 
things where you're cheering teams on and cheering. It sounds like something. It sounds like hoots and hollows. It sounds like, come on! Or it's hands together. And you know, I was watching the football the other night with my son and, and uh, the Fox got six tries, you know. You know, I'm, I'm crying out in the second half, give it to Fox, give it to Fox for five, Fox for... And they got six. I was on my feet going, come on, Fox! <laughs> well, 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 let's, let's, fellas, let's create a sound where we're cheering the women on. Not just here, but certainly here, but throughout our lives. The young women, the older women, the mothers, the grandmothers, the single mothers, those that are adopting, and every woman. Come on, let's just begin to, fellas, let's just begin to let a sound of cheering. We're celebrating you. We're saying, come on, you can do it. You're not in this alone. We're with you in this. We're going to cheer you on in Jesus' name. God has a special purpose for your life and your life. He has a plan for your life and we're going to cheer you on. Come on, you can go through that discouragement. There is a greater way and a greater pathway. We're going to keep pioneering a way that you can walk through and you can walk on. We're going to lift up a sound of joy because we know Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we here today choose as men of faith. We will celebrate you and we will cheer you on in the mighty, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, here today, oh, let your healing flow. Let your healing flow, my Lord and my God. Men and women, let your healing flow, Lord, in Jesus' name. I don't know where you're at with the Lord today. I don't know where you're from. But I want to ask this one question. If you've been away from the Lord or you're not journeying with the Lord, now might be a great time to recommit to the Lord. Fix your eyes on Jesus. And so as people are contemplating and thinking right now, if they've heard me say that, just like a gentleman came up here after the first service and he'd been coming for three weeks, an old gentleman says, I, I want to start again. I want to give my life to Jesus. Well, so that's a good decision, mate. Well, that might be your biggest and boldest and bravest decision here today. Say, I, I don't want to keep doing life by myself. I want to tether myself to men and women of faith and I want to keep my eyes on Jesus and I need help to do it. And if that's you here today, just while every head's bowed and every eye closed and you're saying in your heart and your mind, yes, that's me. <laughs> I, I have allowed or my eyes have not been on Jesus, everything but... But today, I want to shift my focus towards Jesus here today, if that's you here today. And like the ancients of Hebrews, I want to cheer you on in that. I want to say, yes, come on. That's a good decision. And if that's you here today, I want to pray for you. And if you're making that decision in your heart and your mind here today, I don't want you to leave the building without telling somebody else. Maybe somebody you came with. It may be part of the ministry team, one of the pastors here. I don't know who it is, but it's got to be someone. 
And so, Father, here today in Jesus' name, we want to commit and submit things to you. I want to commit my life to you. I've focused on me. I've focused on the things of the world. And to be honest, Lord, it hasn't worked out real well. But here I'm listening to somebody talk about a better way if I focus my eyes on Jesus. So here today, I want to include you in my life. And I ask that you would help me. I ask that you, by your Holy Spirit, here today, would capture me in a way that I will be able to journey forward with you. And so, Father, every life here that's prayed that prayer, I pray that you, by your Holy Spirit, would mark them significantly here today. Give them courage. Give them courage to tell somebody here today about that choice and that decision. And for all of us else here today, Holy Spirit, empower us to keep our eyes on you, Jesus. You might be speaking to me about becoming a spiritual mother or father to somebody else. Or you might be speaking to me about connecting with somebody who's going to be praying for me I can be honest with and vulnerable to. Lord, give me courage to put legs on that here today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.